Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Well, thank you very much for that, Gary. We appreciate it. It is 7.05 here on this Thursday morning, 15th day of February 2024. I'm John Reed, and glad you're with us here on News Radio WRVA. In a minute, I, you know, I'll, I'll post a couple of pictures from uh, where I am this morning. I'm at the, um, the little town of Little Washington outside of D.C. It is the cutest little town. It is really a cute little town, and a lot of people come here because the inn at Little Washington, which I guess opened back in 1978, um, has become a destination for people around the world who want to try the finest food in America, um, and this remarkable chef. And you know, the, the guy, his name is Patrick, who's the the chef who started this thing so many years ago, um, one of his disciples... Is that the right time? I probably shouldn't say that during Lent. One of the one of the, one of the chefs who trained under him uh, has started. Well, I think two of the chefs who trained under him have started restaurants in Richmond. I, if I remember correctly, the guy who runs Opossum. You know, all these people come to Richmond because they are so enamored by the restaurants. One of the the guys who started Opossum trained here at the and at Little Washington. So for for Valentine's Day, that's where we were for. Uh, dinner last night, and it was uh, uh, it was amazing. The food was amazing. The price was uh, uh, unbelievably amazing too, and not cheap. <laughs> I will tell you, um, I, I better keep this job for a, <laughs> for at least a couple more weeks. And you could take out a second mortgage on your house to try to pay for this because it's it's uh, pretty extraordinary, extraordinary, and extraordinarily expensive. But if you've never tried one of these dining experiences where everything is perfect, you should do it. Once in life, I'm not saying do it every year for Valentine's Day or Christmas, but once in your life, try something like this, and then you can think about it when you're driving through the Taco Bell uh, drive through which is what I'll think about when I get back to Richmond and go back to my normal um, not-so-high-end not food, but it's Pretty amazing, the end at Little Washington. So I'll post some of those pictures on my Facebook page, The John Reed Show, uh, if you want to check those out. We are still in the middle of the General Assembly session at the state capitol. Uh, this week was crossover, so the Senate and the House finishing their bills and then sending them to the opposite 
chamber um, at the Capitol. And one of the new delegates from Chesterfield County is Mark Early Jr. So I wanted to check in with Delegate Early and see what he is thinking as they've uh, reached this pivotal moment. And I've been tracking your stuff on Facebook, Mark. Um, and I got to tell you, you have tackled some of the big issues. I, I want to applaud you for trying to protect women and girls in sports, this really divisive cultural issue at the moment. I, where do the bills that you submitted stand? Do they all get killed by the Democrats? And good morning to you. Good morning, John. Well, I think um, I can sum things up here by saying there's there's good, bad, and there's ugly okay. here, at the cross, uh, here at the crossover point. Um well, I tell you what. Let's start with good, and then I'll, because most most of the bills that I have filed, uh, I think they fall under the category of good, but the uh, results on them largely falls under the category of bad. But let's start with the good here. Okay. So I, I have I have been pleased, um, at least that on our side um, in the Republican caucus, we have been pretty unified in fighting for everyday Virginians. I mean, we've put forward collectively a lot of bills that really put regular folks in a better, stronger place when it comes to education, cost of living, public safety, families. Um, and um, I will say also, not to get ahead of ourselves, but we have had some success, which may not uh, be catching people's attention because it's a lot of behind-the-scenes success, but some of the worst bills that the Democrats put forward have either been put on pause or they have sort of died on the vine, which, you know, they have majority in the House and the Senate right now. So there's no reason that they can't slam things through, and they have slammed plenty through. But some of their worst things, like the um, assisted suicide, the Second Looked Act that goes way too far, releasing violent criminals, you know, their constitutional amendment on abortion, banning your gas leaf blowers. Some of these things have sort of quietly been put on pause because we worked some things behind the scenes and sometimes out in front. Um, so I would say let's start with that because that's some good news, that mm-hmm. things are not quite as bad as they could have been. Okay. Um, I was um, I was uh, focused on a couple key issues here. I put forward bills on free speech on what I thought was some pretty bipartisan stuff or should have been bipartisan. I was uh, putting forward an adoption tax credit, protecting judges from intimidation, uh, protecting our minors when it comes to social media, some election integrity stuff. But – just to answer your question clearly, almost all of my things, unfortunately, have died on a party line vote. And I think that's what folks need to understand is that, um, unfortunately, the climate we're in, uh, it is pretty partisan. And even yeah. even things that really should not be partisan or go along ideological lines have been dying on party line votes, which is really unfortunate. Um, you mentioned the, the protecting girls sports uh, bill that I was the chief co-patron on. That, this is one of those things where this is not only common sense, but this is a 70-plus percent issue with the public, right? I mean, this is not just a Republican issue. Um, and we had some incredible testimony, not only from Riley Gaines, who's sort of become a superstar on this, but uh, from uh, one of the girls from the Roanoke swim team, the Roanoke college swim team, and several other people. And there is really no good argument against this, but, you know, it dies on a party-line vote. So it's it's frustrating in that sense, but I'm I'm encouraged that – when you come to these committee meetings and see all the testimony from regular folks and regular Virginians, um, you know, we really do have the people on our side, which is yeah. encouraging. Let me ask you this. Uh, it, it's lousy to be in the minority. You know, there are a lot of Republicans. You're telling so I, me. Yeah. And I remember my dad, when he was elected to the House of Delegates, and I was just, you know, 18, 19 years old, he was shocked 
that uh, and I, th- I think the parties weren't as far apart there was very partisan but they weren't as far apart on issues as they are now so he was surprised that he and other republicans would come up with they thought good legislation the democrats at the time under speaker philpot who was you know uh, a, a hardcore democrat and he wasn't gonna you know be nice to the republicans but he would he would kill the republican bill and then the they would put a Democrat name on it, and then they would pass the same bill just so that the Democrats would get credit and the Republicans would not. And the the, sta- the same bill would go through. So it was disappointing that you didn't get right. to say, hey, uh, this was my bill and I got it through. And so they would deny the Republicans a victory. So when these things die, and you talk about how there's 70% approval amongst the public, are the Democrats doing that or are they killing it and – not allowing it to ever, you know, see the light of day. Yeah, that's a, that's a good point and a good observation. So both of those things are happening. So on some things, which uh, I would say in the category of sort of technical fixes or uh, just sort of feel-good bills, for lack of a better term, a lot of times the Republican uh, version will be killed and then it will be rolled into some Democratic bill, which is somewhat similar. So they sort of take the political win. So uh, on that front, you know, nothing has changed. That certainly happens. Uh, But on a lot of other things, it's not happening. I think it is true that, uh, unfortunately, over time, I think especially in the last, you know, one, two, maybe three decades, um, the ideological divide and just sort of the worldview of the parties has uh, continued to diverge which is not good. I mean, I, I'm not happy that that's the case because yeah. I don't think it's culturally healthy. Um, but uh, that has that has happened. So there is just a wider gap. And on a lot of issues, um, it's just not happening. I mean, I would, mm. hey, listen, I don't care who gets the credit. If the Democrats want to retool a bill to protect uh, women's sports from being dominated by men, that, you know, they can have the credit. <laughs> that's fine. Right. That's fine with me. Um, I would just like actually on some of these issues for us to move forward. So uh, they are doing what you said in some cases, but most of the time, I think, especially on consequential things, they're not. They're just killing. They're just killing good ideas, unfortunately. So some of the stuff that they're pushing and getting through and presumably, you know, in the House, uh, the Democrats will send it to the Democrat controlled Senate and they will validate it and it will go to the governor's desk. Have you all sat with Governor Youngkin and kind of made the list of things that are headed to his desk and gotten his uh, uh, an assurance from him that he is going to veto the, uh, the legislation, or is or is that premature at the moment? Uh, I, I don't want to I don't want to uh, overstep my skis here. I, I mean, in terms of my, I, I'm in pretty close contact with a lot of uh, administration staff members, and there's a lot of great folks that sort of work down uh, work down here on the hill with us about legislation and helping mm-hmm. us guide some things. Um, so I, I'm, I'm actually meeting with the governor later this morning, so I'm sure we'll talk about some of that. But, I, I mean, I'm incredibly thankful that we have him in the, in the, him in the governor's mansion right now because there's going to be a lot of things that we need his veto pen for. And um, I will chip into the fund, which I know a lot of other Republican members will, to buy him extra ink if he needs it, because there are going to be a lot of bad bills coming his way. And, I, you know, I'm, I'm pretty confident he's going to be in the right place on most of this stuff, or in fact, yeah. all of it. So I... I and, you know, I know you know this, John, but this is re- just emphasizes how critical 2025 is going to be, because we have a long list of stuff here that unfortunately is going to pass both chambers. 
And in 2025, if we don't have the governor's mansion or if we don't win at least one or two house seats back, you are right. We are looking at a hard left direction because for me, it's really not about one issue. It's about the direction, because when you look at the things they have passed, it's just I mean, this theme is to regulate the law abiding people, deregulate the non law abiding. Uh, introduce more vice into society, whether it's increasing drug use, increasing gambling. I mean, it, it, you know, ignoring parents, not not helping parents out, expanding abortion, raising taxes. It's not about one issue. It's it's just about the entire direction of clamping down on responsible, productive folks and letting vice run free everywhere else. It's yeah. just a bad direction. Well, the good thing is the Democrats haven't moderated their attitude at all. So they're they're making it very clear to the voters of Virginia where they are, and it is not middle of the road. So I hope that uh, you and uh, the governor and other members of the legislature will be able to a point without just you know making things up you'll be able to say hey it's clear it's on the record now and listen i appreciate yeah. the chance to talk to you i'm glad you're down there and it sounds like you're fighting the good fight uh, the new delegate from chesterfield mark early jr thank you for being with us this morning thank you john talk to you soon Seven seventeen on this thursday morning we'll come back take a look at the weather in just a moment on news radio wrva Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.